0: Hey, y'all! This is Courtney, Annie, Moni, and you're listening to the Soul Sisters podcast. <laughs> This is episode 8 of the Soul Sisters podcast If you are listening in for the first time, thank you for joining us And you are now officially a part of the SSP community, so welcome And for those of you who have turned tuned in for our previous episodes Thank you for all of your support, we really, really, truly appreciate it Sissy, sissy, what's up?
1: Mm-hmm. Girl, <laughs> um, nothing much I'm not going to say, oh, I'm doing so well because that's not how I feel. But I'm also not going to say I'm just so like everything is going wrong. or Everything is bad because that's not the case. But over the course of the past week or so, I've had nothing but time to really just do a lot of self-reflecting and a lot of self-awareness and even listening to our previous episodes and the conversations that we've had, when I hear my responses to the questions, it's like, oh, you still got some things you need to address or um, there's still some residue. And so now I'm addressing it. Um, So I'm learning more and more about myself. And the one thing that I learned about myself this past weekend is shopping is one of my coping mechanisms. And I use that to avoid my internal issues. And what I mean by internal issues is, like, not something like, oh, my car needs new brakes or nothing like that. It's like, Imani, you got to deal with you and you got to deal with the things that are going on with you. I use shopping to avoid those things. That's one thing I learned about myself. (sighs) So... Taking that into consideration, being gracious towards myself and not rushing this process, but also having self-accountability and doing the things that I need to do and no longer delaying what God wants to do for me and through me. So that's where I'm at. Where are you? (laughs) How are you doing?
0: (laughs) You know what? Thank you for sharing, Sissy. Mm Mm-hmm um now you got me analyzing my life um i am well i can't complain i took my first calligraphy class and i'm saying first that i'm about to start taking like multiple classes but i took a calligraphy class Mm -hmm. over the weekend we made this beautiful piece of art with our calligraphy and flowers so i am like excited um that i'm like starting to get into that hobby um other than that i have nothing to really complain about or like to say i'm just i'm just here i'm just living in the land mm-hmm. i'm on the living <laughs> of the living I'm just, I'm just i'm just i'm just here you know it's
1: good to be in the land of
0: the living because <laughs> right. some
1: people are not so correct that's so great. i that's am a blessing just,
0: yes all is well i can't complain yeah
1: that's good
0: well, by the end of this episode, we'll we'll determine really. But we'll, we'll get into that. Mm. So, y'all, this week's episode is about fathers, daddies, whatever you want to call them, fathers.
1: Yeah. Now we'll give y'all this episode because a lot of y'all thought it was going to be last
0: week. <laughs> and yeah. I think
1: some people were like, wait, y'all not going to talk about dads? Mm, mm,
0: yes, mm, we are. But, yeah. you know...
1: All in God's timing, but go yeah.
0: ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Lord have mercy. I found an article on News1.com about the myths um, of black fathers and their relationships with their children. And so um, I'm going to just a couple say a couple quotes from the article. So the article states, black men are victims of a myth that paints them as the most irresponsible absentee father's in the nation the fact is that african-american men are the most involved fathers the article goes on to say that black men compared to white and hispanic fathers were the most involved in their children in their children's daily lives from talking to their children to helping them with homework according to a 2013 centers for disease control and prevention study it is what it is Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. sissy yes (laughs) y'all this is gonna be so good why do you think there's so much negative conversation about black fathers and none of the data the information that we just learned from the article is ever brought up like black Mm -hmm. men are the most involved fathers and i don't think no one knows that
1: no, and I think a lot of people would be shocked. Yeah, to hear absolutely. That, I was which, shocked. Which irritates me. <laughs> um, yeah, this is gonna be a good episode. Why do I think there's so much negative conversation about black fathers? Well, one, that's the stereotype that is deeply embedded in American society. Mm-hmm. That's what we hear in um, the music we listen to. We listen to a lot, especially in black culture. We're always hearing about rappers or singers, you know, having daddy issues or being raised by single moms. We see it in the media. We see it see it in TV and film. There's mm-hmm. so many movies and TV shows that highlight um, black single mothers and not mm-hmm. even just TV shows or films that are um, for mainstream audiences, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of black film writers and directors that mm-hmm. perpetuate that stereotype, i.e. Tyler Perry, with Ooh. the exception of some <laughs> of his movies. But, like, no, let's be real. He loves to highlight black that... Trauma. that yeah, black trauma, and sort of in a way, like, I don't want to say glorify, but that's kind of how it comes across, the struggle of... The black woman or the black single mom, um, and so because that stereotype is deeply embedded, even when you hear um, about a father that is showing up, it doesn't necessarily cause you to think differently about that stereotype. Mm-hmm. Because more than likely, someone will say, "Oh, well, you're just different. You're not like the rest of them," which mm. it shows that you're, you, you, and your mind still believe in that stereotype. Mm-hmm. You just so happen to found one person that doesn't fit that stereotype Mm -hmm. and because of that stereotype it's so easy to put the blame on black fathers for a lot of things yeah and i think um there's many mothers who don't tell both sides of a story who will only tell the side um and th- from what the father did, but mm-hmm. won't highlight their own actions. Won't talk about how um they may punish a father because the father doesn't want to be with them, and so how they get back at the father is by um controlling the relationship between him mm-hmm. and his kids. And mm-hmm. that's just one example. So those are my two reasons why.
0: Whew. I think. I think it's very much so, like you said, it's very publicized and media takes a hold of it. It's easy to blame a black man for not being a good father. And I also think there's so um, much weight held on black mothers compared on black fathers. And it's like a black father can show up, be active, and it's like, okay, like, and like, that's what you're supposed to be doing like you're you're his dad like you're the dad so that's what you're supposed to be doing you don't need a hand clap for it but with moms with moms going above and beyond i think moms get a little more like you're such a great mom oh you're always going above and beyond for your kids and you're like super mom but like super dad doesn't get that um so i think it's just i think it's like a society thing and i also could think like in a way most a lot of people don't oh this is from my experience a lot of at least from my friends I don't we don't have conversations about our, our fathers and I think the conversations are lacking like if I'm talking to someone I'm talking to their about their. like if we're talking about parents most of the time we're going to talk about moms Like, and this is maybe because my parent, my friend group, we're we're just maybe like all single moms, like not all of them, but like we were raised by single moms. So like we had never had the conversation of dads unless dads does something and now we're sharing it. But like the conversation is just never there. And even on Father's Day, the Father's Day is just like a, it's a one and done. It's like, have a father's daddy and that's it. And I'm guilty of that. Like Happy Father's Day, and that's it. But my Mother's Day, we're gonna plan. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go all out yeah. for Mother's Day. So I think it's just more so of like bring it to the limelight and shining. Like Black fathers are really out here, and they're really doing things for their kids, and they're being active, and they're taking responsibility for um, their kids and the role that they have and and providing and everything else. Mm-hmm. So
1: mm-hmm. yeah, there's something that you said when you brought up mothers, and this Mm -hmm. is another thought that I have, when it comes to having that conversation Mm -hmm. about fathers or even Mm -hmm. affirming our fathers, Mm -hmm. I think because there is this perception that fathers are not emotional. Mm -hmm. um, And then if you take a look at the black community, that's a whole nother story um, mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, masculinity and, and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. So I think there's a lot of people that may not affirm fathers as much because mm-hmm. they believe affirmation is always emotional and fathers mm-hmm. don't like emotion.
0: Mm, that also could be a thing.
1: I think um, that's another perspective mm-hmm. on it
0: mm-hmm. just my
1: own personal thought that I just wanted to say that go
0: that's good mm-hmm. that's good mm. and for some reason I'm like my mind is going back to slavery and I can't think like figure out why yeah
1: I thought about that too <laughs> I can't I figure out why as I was preparing for this episode um and because you know we know that like slave masters mm-hmm you know did what they could to dehumanize fathers fathers. like if you if you could get to the father yeah you could you know break the the entire family yeah Yeah, you could break the entire family so you know especially with black men ever since our ancestors were brought Mm -hmm. over here um it's just constantly been a struggle
0: yeah
1: um and just having to Balance so much and have Mm -hmm. to worry about so much that definitely plays a part into it. Um, Yeah, I wish I could say more, but I would have had to have done more research. Yeah, think about it. So,
0: but that just came to mind. I was like, hmm, does that have something to do with it as well?
1: I think it does. I feel like it does. It has to. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: There. Okay. Uh. Well, if any of y'all have the rationale behind that, (laughs) please please let us share it with us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Please enlighten us. Yes. So how was your relationship with your father growing up and how is it now?
1: Mm-hmm. So if you really know me, you know <laughs> that I am the ultimate daddy's girl. Um, I love my daddy so, so much. The relationship that I had growing up is pretty is the same. We've always been close Um like my best friend he's easily top three my favorite person um I have like three favorite people in the world and he's one of them
0: That's so sweet <laughs> yes
1: and um we've just always spent time together growing up I have a lot of memories with my daddy and it's just, it can be just you know little and big things like Learning how to throw a football, learning mm-hmm. how to mow the lawn, or even rake leaves—things that I will not do now. But <laughs> he even taught me how to change a tire. Will I change a tire right now? Absolutely not. Triple That's what you A. Got, triple A. <laughs> <laughs> um. But we've always been very close. He's always made it a point to spend quality time with me. Growing up, we always had daddy-daughter dates. And that's something oh, that's that so um, we still we still do now whenever we get the chance. Um, and I have to keep myself honest because I had a conversation with him after last week's episode. Mm-hmm. and Or no, the episode two weeks ago about mothers and i said oh i was raised by a single father for four years but it was actually six it's just it was two years during the last two years of my parents marriage and then four years after my parents got a divorce so i have Mm -hmm. to like keep myself honest so i was raised by a single father and there was a point in time where my daddy and i all we had was each other Mm -hmm. Both of his parents passed away and, you know, him and my mom weren't together. So we just lived just the two of us together. Mm -hmm. And although, you know, we've been through a lot of ish together, like me and my daddy been through a lot of stuff, um, but that made us closer. Mm -hmm. And even when stuff was going on with my mom, there would be times where, the police would come to the house and my daddy and I got kicked out and we would have to go stay in hotels and just moments like that, which just drew us closer together. Um, and so that's, that's my old dog. Like <laughs> <laughs> That is my role dog. And now, like I said, the relationship is still the same. Like we're very close. Um, just the dynamics have shifted. He is no longer my sole provider. Mm-hmm. which I'm sure he's content about. <laughs> um, but he still parents me just in a different way. You know, mm-hmm. I consult him on certain things. And even now that I'm older and have experienced a little bit more of life, like I'm even able to give him mm-hmm. advice on things of that nature. So mm-hmm. I could go on and on, but that that's basically it. I love my daddy. To <laughs> one. Mm-hmm. What about you? <sighs> Take
0: your time. Jesus. You know what I think one of the most amazing parts of our sisterhood is, is that we are alike in so many ways, but in the same ways that we're alike, we're also opposite. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's insane to me. And it still blows my mind. And we've known this for a very long time. I'm going to try to get through this without tears. Without getting upset. (laughs) Okay so the relationship with my dad growing up who child so I met my dad for the first time when I was six years old so when you're six you base you know who your family is you know like who the people in your life are like you know like you built those relationships up to that point I was raised by my mom my grandma my big mama my aunts um so I had a lot of love around me and I never really, I never, there was never a point where I was like, mommy, where's my daddy? Like I didn't even know what a daddy was to be honest. Like I probably did, but like, I never questioned like, where's my daddy? Cause I had, mm-hmm. I had everybody. I was the baby. I was spoiled. There was nothing I needed. And I remember, I can't even, I don't even know what it, what exactly. Oh yes, I do. I lied. So my mom was in a wedding for my mom and dad's mutual friend. So my and my mom was a bridesmaid, and I was a uh, flower girl. Mm-hmm. And my dad saw me at the wedding, and my my um, dad's cousin also saw me at the wedding. He was like, "Oh, she looked just like you." I guess. Long story short, they figured out whatever, whatever. And I just remember being six and my mom dropping me off at my dad's house for a visit. And I sat there for like a long time. And I was just, I didn't say anything. Like my dad's still in the same house. And I just, I just, I didn't say anything. It was just like, why am I here? Who are you? Like, where's my mom? And growing up, like it, I think it took some time from six up until, i guess elementary i guess i started elementary but like third fourth grade i had to get accustomed to my father so i guess at one point in time i don't know if this was court mandated or if this was just they worked this agreement out among themselves but i went to my dad's every other weekend up for a long time every other weekend for a very long time um so growing up i mean like, it was cool. Like, I only saw you once, every, you know, once every two weeks for a weekend. It's like, okay. Like, I, I got to find out who my other cousins were. I got to find out who my aunts were on his side. Um, But my dad and I really just didn't connect. I would be over there. He would cook. But that would just be it. Like, I I, um, I have a half-brother. Um, my dad has a, a son. So I was like, okay, I have a brother. Cool. But like my dad is a football steal- like a football fan. He loves the Steelers and um he would watch football. His friends would come over, they play cards, and I would just watch. Like there was no real, He would take me bowling or like stuff like that, but we really never connected. Um and girl, I think it hit in like I was like 5th grade and he had a girlfriend at the time and his girlfriend moved in and his girlfriend had a son that was in high school. And I think I was like fifth grade. And I used to dance at church. Um, And my younger brother, he played sports. His, the girlfriend's son played sports. And so when I was there, they would place, like, they would go, we would have to go to their sporting events and stuff like that. I think in, I think in elementary school, middle school, I started to realize like how I was being treated differently. And maybe this was in my head, but like my dad always never missed, like he always went to their games. He never missed anything. And I asked him to come to a dance recital and he didn't show up. And I think that was like the turning point for me to realize like, okay, I don't play sports. You ain't coming to my dance recitals. I don't play sports. I also considered playing sports just to see if he'd come, but I didn't. And I think in high school, I got older and I started to realize it a little more like, oh, so you'll go to everybody else's game. You'll go see everything else, but you can't come um, to support me and my thing was I was smart like I was in AP classes honors classes like it's like okay but you can't there's nothing to show for for that other than to tell people I'm smart like that's nothing you can't you're not showing up to anything um so in high school I I stopped going my mom sort of made like she was like whatever you want to do like do whatever you feel like and I told my dad how I felt and his girlfriend actually got mad that I said that. I was like, you treat him better. Like he's not even your own, your real son and you treat him better than me. And the girlfriend got upset and blah, blah, blah. Eventually they broke up and they moved, like they moved out, but I still felt that way. And I'd stopped going to my, seeing my dad regularly. Um, and then it was just like, I don't really want have, and I, going to that high school stage is really difficult. It's like, for one, I don't see you that often. And then you don't know anything about me. And in high school, I was suffering from depression. And he, I remember my mom calling him and was like, hey, like, some, Courtney's really going through depression. And he told my mom, nothing's wrong with Courtney. That's what he taught. Girl, he told my mom that. And I was like, how do you know what's going on with me? Because you don't even see me that often to know what is actually going on. So I stopped going regularly. And our relationship took a hit. I think it, I realized how bad it was um my senior year I was in a pageant for school and like I said my dad's a Steelers fan and so the pageant was on a Thursday and I called him was like hey can you be my escort and he was like oh there's a game they're playing the Falcons in Atlanta on Sunday but we're leaving that Thursday and so immediately I went to okay you're gonna choose to literally Atlanta is only like two hours from Greenville And i'm like so you're gonna like not come to my pageant and escort me and you're like you like it's not even that deep for you to leave on thursday and the games not even on sunday so i immediately was like okay well you don't have to escort me and i asked my stepfather and my dad was so upset that i asked my stepdad because i was like first of all you basically made your choice and that was in December. And he did not talk to me up until my birthday. When my birthday's in February and on my birthday, this is my 18th birthday, he called and this is literally what he said. And I will never forget it. He was like, happy birthday and clicked and hung up. Like I couldn't even respond fast enough before he hung up. And we didn't talk again until two weeks before my high school graduation and i was like you don't even deserve tickets you don't even deserve to watch watch me walk across the stage because you haven't you haven't been there Hmm. and it was really tough it was really really tough then when i got to college i was really like i really don't care like i don't care to have a relationship much and like he like i still when i would go i wouldn't go home and i wouldn't tell him i was in town i would i wouldn't do i wouldn't call And then he would get upset, like, hey, why is it that I got to call you every time, or blah, 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 blah. And I just got really irritated, because I'm like, if you want to talk to your child, you can talk to your child, call to your child. And he would wait to see if I would call him first. And it was just like, if you want to know if I'm alive, call me. And there was a point point in time last summer, well, well, 2018, I did not talk to him for the whole summer. I was in California, went abroad. And the last time, like I had called him or he had called me once I got back to school, he was like, it's good to know that you're alive. Like that was the first thing he said to me. And I was like, well, if you wanted to know your child was alive, you could have very much so called me and picked up the phone. Like you're the one that didn't call. And so I just felt like in this, in some of these situations with my dad, I felt like I've had to be the adult. Um, and so Mama Gina is like the best. Mama Gina and I had a conversation. What was it? Who was our, at your house? Um, do you? I
1: don't think they know who Mama Gina is. Yes, do she yes! does. We
0: talked about Mama Gina. Uh,
1: okay, y'all. That's kind of honest, Mom. Go ahead. Continue. So, I didn't want them to be <laughs> like, who's
0: Mama Gina? Yes. <laughs> Mama Gina read me completely to filth the last time I was at your house. And we had a conversation about this. And she basically told me that I needed to tell my talk to my dad and tell him how I felt girl it took forever to get the get the goods i was like i'm not gonna listen to mama gina i am not gonna have a conversation with this man and tell him how i i I don't think i could have like had any kind of peace if i didn't do it before i left so i did i listened to mama gina and i had a conversation i had a bullet list like a whole list of bullet points of everything that i wanted to tell my father everything and i had it before i left Uh, south carolina moved to california i mean everything i mean down to when he didn't come to my dance recital from the pageant from him treating some kid that wasn't even his kid better than me down to i asked him to help me with my travel abroad um payments and he didn't come through like down to i mean everything that i could think of and it was a very tough conversation And I remember calling Imani, I was texting you the whole time. And I was literally so upset because he flipped the whole thing on me. Like, he just, he flipped it. Like, I don't even, he started crying. And I was like, why are you crying for? Like, and he wanted me to feel bad for him. I was like, what, why? Like, what is actually going on? And it was just, it turned into, don't you know how much I love you? And blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, sir, (laughs) what? What? And I left that conversation more irritated than not because it's like, okay, yes, I got everything out. But I was like, you really just sat here and flipped this all on me. Like, you're a grown man. You're grown. Yeah.
1: So what is the relationship like now?
0: Yeah. It's still like that. Like, I don't. Since the conversation, he's he's tried to. I'm not going to say be more involved. He tries to call every week. And at this point where I'm grown and on my own, it's like, I don't, either way, I don't care. Like, it's, it's like, okay, yes, you're trying and that, that's great. But it's like, I wish you would have tried when I needed you to be there. And now it's like, okay, well, I'm I'm taking care of myself. Like, I'm on my own. It's like it's like I see it but then it's like I don't care now because it's like when I wanted you to do right by me you didn't and it's like okay now it's just like okay what it is what it is and I'll answer now the conversations because we don't we don't we don't know each other so that's another thing It's like the conversations are very like okay how's work work is good okay talk to you later kind of thing it's not very in depth but I guess he's trying and I see that but it's like I think for me it's like when I wanted you to try and wanted you to be as involved as you should have been you should have been there and now that you want to do it's like I'm gone I'm, I'm miles and miles away so like there's just no I'm not gonna say no coming back from that but it's just like it's gonna take a very long time to regain like any kind of relationship that he would want do you want a relationship with your dad tisk tisk. Um, In some ways, yes. In some ways, like, I could care less either way. Because I have other father figures. I think that's the thing. It's like...
1: You may have other father figures, but they're not your father. Very much
0: so. You're, that is, you're
1: not their seed.
0: I mean, yes, that's true. It On the right circumstances. I think now... It's like, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I have other father figures and I just, I know I need, I know.
1: If you didn't have, if you didn't have those father figures, would you want to? I mean,
0: I think so. I think I would only because I think it's every girl's dream to be daddy's little girl and to have that relationship. And I don't. And it's like, mm, that would be so nice to be able to call my daddy and just like, just be daddy's little princess and blah, 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 blah. And to have that relationship with him. But I also am very aware of where we are and what has taken place historically. And this is like, it's not going to happen overnight. It's, it's just not. And the progress is very slow. Um, and we don't know each other. And that's another thing that's going to like really like slow down the process as well. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing. I didn't cry. This is so good. Maybe we got more questions. So, (laughs) why do you think it's important for daughters to have relationships with their father? Oof. Oh
1: well, one, um, a dad is a girl's first love, Mm -hmm. right? It's he should be the first man that um she receives love from and learns how to love and like dads should set the standard mm-hmm. for a girl's husband mm-hmm. <laughs> <And so, laughs> cuz i just thought about something and so that's the first thing so um girls learning how a man should treat them how a man should love them um mm-hmm. all of that stuff Secondly, and this is really where I leverage my dad (laughs) when I can have the capacity to have these conversations, mental capacity to have these conversations, is um, fathers can also teach daughters about men Mm. and how men operate Mm. and you should I feel like daughters should be able to go to their daddies and be like, Daddy, this man's doing this, this and that. What does this mean? And he should be able to tell you, okay, this is what it really yeah. means. Right. Um, so that's another thing. I'm gonna expand your question to like to be applicable to sons and yeah. daughters. Um, one, no, not just one, a few things is, you know, fathers, yes, are supposed to love. Fathers are supposed to correct. Mm. Fathers are supposed to provide, Mm -hmm. and I think they're all important. But the thing that comes to top of mind is fathers are meant to affirm, Mm. and if you want, and let me put this in biblical terms: fathers are meant to bless their children, (laughs) Um, and and we see this a lot um, in the Bible. You know, literally when fathers are on their deathbeds, they're saying, "Gather my children, so I can bless them," and we even see mothers doing crazy things going whatever doing whatever they need to do to make sure their child is the one that gets the blessing from the father we see it with rebecca Mm. and isaac we see it with bathsheba Mm. and solomon um and so looking at the bible it's like having a father's blessing and an affirmation like that is everything Mm -hmm. and i think that applies it still applies today. Getting your father's blessing and your father's affirmation mm-hmm. means so much. Mm-hmm. Which is probably why you felt the need to always, you know, excel in mm-hmm. school so you you know could get receive that from your mm-hmm. father. So
0: well you took mine. You responses. took all my, oh, I'm sorry. that's okay. My bad. Just I think everything that you said uh between that's the first person, the first man, the, like showing love and um, giving love. teach and I, te- What else you say? And I think, oh, here's the thing. Protecting. He didn't say that one. Fathers are protectors. Uh, yes. And I think yes. that one is very important. And that could be protecting from mom's yelling at me like I didn't even do nothing to I just got my heart broken and... I I want to run the daddy, so we about to say something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a reason why I didn't say
0: protection.
1: Why? I'll answer in the next question. I thought about it, but there's a reason why it's not a bad thing. Um, but I thought about I've seen this on Facebook, like if your mama tells you to stand up and your daddy tells you to sit down, yes! who are you
0: listening to? Yo, Amanda says she gonna listen to her daddy.
1: I sure. <laughs> <laughs> I Cause I'm more, I'm more scared of my daddy
0: than my mom. <laughs> Yo, I'm weak, but this is the opposite for, for with me. I would definitely sit down in my mama told me too. <laughs> Yo, I'm so weak. <laughs> Why are we so okay. opposite? How? Go That's
1: how we are. Huh? I was gonna say that's because that's just how we are.
0: <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. How was your paternal relationship? How has your paternal relationship impacted you today?
1: Oh, man. In so many ways. Um, but I'm going to keep this sh- short-ish. One, because the relationship I have with my daddy is the most positive relationship I mm-hmm. have in my life, I'm very willing um, when it comes to having relationships with men, whether that's romantic or just, you know, platonic relationships, like, okay, I'm here for mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, and it's because I am very trusting of mm-hmm. men. I actually trust men more than I trust women.
0: We've talked about this.
1: Yeah. And that's just a reflection of my parental relationships and then one thing I've also learned is that I feel the need to support men Mm -hmm. whether that is advocating for fathers um, because I just feel like there's so much negativity out there or even just a singular man Um, If I see like, oh, he's really going through it, like just supporting him in any way I know how, because in a way, that's what I felt like I had to do when it came to my dad being a single father Mm -hmm. and him going through it with my mama, which that can be healthy. It can also be unhealthy. Mm. Um, And I've seen it play out in two different ways. In terms of it being unhealthy, whenever we do a, a, an episode on relationships, that's when I will explain how it became unhealthy. Um, secondly, I have a very different perspective on men than, than most women, <laughs> especially Courtney. Like, we just see things differently. Um, and I find that it's very easy for me to, have, to find common ground with men. It's very easy for me to relate with men and and interact with men lastly it has impacted my romantic relationships Mm -hmm. you brought up protection Mm -hmm. right and the thing is growing up my daddy always provided financial emotional physical and spiritual security Mm -hmm. if a man can't provide all four of those things he doesn't stand a chance with me Mm -hmm. and I've seen it play out in my relationships, um, where I've I've done a lot of comparing
0: mm. with the
1: men that I've talked to to my daddy, and I know that I have made one person in particular feel like they could never measure up to my daddy, and I think I even told him, "Well, yeah, you can't." <laughs> I even told him that, um, which is why I ended the room. <laughs> relationship so that's one thing I need to work on is is not expecting my husband to be my daddy because he is my own person however um, my grandfather gave me a very good piece of advice and he said if a man can't provide for you the way that your daddy can you shouldn't be with him and I firmly believe that Mm. and that's that on that
0: (laughs) Y'all, money's, money kills me.
1: Don't mind me. How about you? How has your relationship with your daddy impacted you? Today?
0: Well, you know, it's honestly the opposite. Um, what was the first thing you said? Because it's literally the opposite. I was trying to think of it.
1: I'm very willing to have there we relationships go. with men.
0: Yeah, no. Um, complete. <laughs> no, no. Completely opposite. Um, even with like I talked about was this last week week before like, I forgot I talked about like having a hard time with like connecting with my father figures and it's not that I don't want to because I really do like I really have that desire to connect with the father figures in my life but I have a hard time doing so I am so like I, I don't know I get really awkward when I'm around my like any man for that matter i don't know because like i don't know i don't know hush yes if you do <laughs> and I, I just be like what is wrong with you? girl <laughs> like i really do i don't even know what it is like with especially with my father figures my stepdad my godfather pops Imani's dad like I just get so like and then like I think it's just me on the inside but then it's like it's showing on the outside and I don't even realize it (laughs) it's just awful I just I tense up and then for me um I because of the relationship that I have with my dad and I think in in situations like this with girls it's like it, it can go two ways You can be like really out here and you just trying to find love in the wrong, in the wrong places. And you just want to feel love. Mm -hmm. And then there's the girl like me where I am super protective of myself. Baby, you, you are not, you are going to have to try to get me, which is why I've only been in one relationship in my 22 years. You, it takes a lot. If I like you, it take you know, I really like you because I don't be liking people out here because I protect myself. So if I really, if I'm entertaining you, oh, best believe I've let my guard down, which is not an easy thing for me to do. So that's one thing I do. I, I really protect myself because it's like the first person that was supposed to love and to protect me and to be there for me wasn't there. Um, And it's like, okay, well, the next person, this, this husband this whatever. Yeah. I got to make sure I'm good, and I got to, like, protect myself, and I, yeah, also part of that, I don't know how men operate, <laughs> like, I don't know at all, which is, which is, like, not okay, I don't know how men operate, um, and I don't, like, like, and I don't even be trying to have conversations with my, with them.
1: I'll be trying to I'll put on. I'll be like, how hey, you yo, know? I'll be trying to teach her. i really be like, how do you know? Tra- like,
0: how do you know what this is, what this means? You're like, but Courtney, I know. I'm like, no, like, obviously, like, I don't know. You're like, Courtney, that's what he means. I'm like, no, that's not what he means. That's that's not what he means because he didn't say that. He might not really be trying. Okay. And even with my. Don't
1: listen to me. Even with
0: my guy friends, I'd be like, I don't even understand, like. Why y'all act the way y'all do? Like, I just don't understand. So, I am I have a hard time understanding men. Yeah.
1: The thing is, you overcomplicate. Like, I men do. are simple. I do. That's the thing. Eh, men are every man. simple. Okay. For, no, not every <laughs> man. But, uh, for the most part. Right. Like, men are simple. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think you may overthink.
0: And that's just what I naturally situations. do. So, there's that. A lot. So there's that. So between just feeling just, no, I'm not going to say uncomfortable, but just like, it's like I have the desire to connect with them and I just don't. Um, I don't know how I'm socially awkward when it comes to that. Gosh, it's really, it's really obvious when I get around Pops because I've been wanting to ask him so much and I just be like, bruh. And I literally have a whole convers a pep conversation with him. I'm like, so I'm going to ask your dad this and this and she'd be like girl what it's (laughs) just pray for me y'all pops probably thinks i'm crazy so there's that here we go (laughs) two just being super protective of myself um i am super protective and even like how i interact with guys that try to talk to me i told you that story when target right i told you that story Mm -hmm. like y'all lied and said I was engaged (laughs) to someone (laughs) because I was like no uh uh no I just got out here no why do you even need to talk to me like uh uh I was like I'm engaged and I had literally I did leave the gym and I ran to Target and I was like I'm just not wearing my engagement ring because I just finished working out like that was the first thing that came out of my head so in my mouth so there's that so have a hard time
1: that is so funny (sighs) Quick story because you know we both moved, right? Right. And that was your first interactions with men, and then one of my first interactions with the man. (laughs) Y'all, he bought me pizza. And I'm sitting here like, you took it.
0: That's exactly what she said. I was like, bro, what? I said Imani. I'm sitting here worried Wait. about my sister's safety. She's like, "No, I'm good." I'm like, "You don't know I him." Pool. Yes, you did. Okay,
1: I played pool with him. We went bowling. Yeah, he ain't the one, y'all. But, <laughs> you know, I entertained
0: him. I'm so weak. See, and I, I shut homeboy down in in the care aisle in Target, and he and he ain't even know my first name yet. And I was like, "No, nah, I'm engaged, sir." So that's so, we're so opposite. Oh my gosh. So those are the things that's impediment. And then for me also, because of my paternal relationship, I am scared. Like I, like I have the deepest desire to get married, but I'm also like, whoever this husband is like, oh, you're going to have to be such an amazing father to our kids. And I think that's where my head is like, I do not have a good daddy, but I'm doggone going to make sure my kids have an amazing father. Have to mm-hmm. because I would never talk
1: about relationships Ooh,
0: because Jesus.
1: I've noticed how during this conversation with fathers, mm-hmm. we both referenced like relationships. Yeah.
0: Oh, Jesus. That's a whole nother.
1: What you mean? For... Is, is it for, for you or for me? For me. Just say, just say. for me.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Ain't nobody talking about you.
1: Imani. I'll be thinking you talking about me. Imani. I know how I used to be. Okay. What are you talking about?
0: Okay. Sister girl.
1: Okay. Well, that was good. (laughs) Good conversation. Thank you for sharing everything. I know that wasn't easy for you, but I'm very proud of you. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So we're going to transition into this week's Bible verse 103.13. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. I know that um, not everyone has similar experiences to me when it comes to their fathers. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of our brothers and sisters in Christ out there who share the same sentiments as Courtney when it comes to having strained relationships with their dads or um, not having a relationship at all. Mm -hmm. But just know that um, God loves us so much. He loves us more than what our fathers could ever love us, even if we do have a great relationship Mm -hmm. with our fathers, but God is always looking out for us. And just as our fathers should be very compassionate Mm -hmm. towards us, God is Mm -hmm. compassionate towards us, and He will always love us. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to abandon us. He's never going to neglect us, and we can always count on God. God, um, despite of what may be going on mm-hmm. in our parental relationships that's
0: so good
1: oh thank you Holy Spirit because I sure did not know how that was gonna <laughs> be explained being very honest here I appreciate okay. the honesty go ahead <laughs> you better pray intercessor go ahead
0: you know what you really be playing. Lord we thank you for all that you are mm. We thank you that even when our fathers or our mothers abandon us, that you are still there and you still have a plan and a purpose for our lives, Lord. I pray for anyone that is listening and they're struggling with the relationship with their father, Lord. I pray that you help them navigate through this hard situation in hopes for a better relationship with their father. I pray that they rest in your arms and give all frustration, hurt, pain, um, and all other feelings they may be, um, experiencing to you as they heal, um, from these situations and hoping that they can overcome and, and rebuild the relationship they have with their father. We love you. We give you all the praise and the glory and honor in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen So check it out y'all Y'all already know the drill If you have any topic suggestions Go ahead and fill out that form In our link tree Which you can find the link In our Instagram bio Also please let us know What you think about this week's episode Y'all have been doing a great job Of, of giving us feedback mm-hmm. And sharing your opinion So we appreciate that mm-hmm. If you would like to submit A listener letter You can email us At the Soul Sisters Podcast At gmail.com mm-hmm. Until next Time, y'all. Take care and be blessed. Bye. Bye.